on last week's Irrevelations. So finally, he breaks his silence. He breaks his mourning with basically uh, like an emo song. I wish I had never been born. What's the point of me having lived if the entirety of my existence is to suffer as I am suffering? What is piety? Can you eat it? Can you raise it and watch it become a happy, you know, parent itself? Can you ride around on your piety to the piety store? Obviously, God gives you things so that you'll love him. He, you know, God is a Democrat. Why would you set all this up? Just to f*** me in the ass. Before we turn to the word, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. All I believe in a literal just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God, I am America. Death in the Bible for killing enemies. Souls are in hell now, burning now. The, the Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Why are you mad at me? Well, uh, yeah, you're going to play smart. So we had this great <laughs> bit where we, 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 we organically figured out that Fanta was created about Nazis. We, well, we talked about Oper- Operation Paperclip. Yeah. You know, Nazi scientists coming over here to make Fanta and destroy America through obesity. It was, it was good. but I do want to apologize to the audience. Uh, we just had a great moment on air where I got to enlighten Cole to the fact that Fanta is a Nazi beverage, and we were riffing about how cool it would be to have an October Sky-style film where there was, like, a Homer Hickam type, but he likes soda, and there's, like, the Nazi Fanta guy is his hero. Right. Like, well, like there, there was a lot Ron. more to it, but it's over now. It's, it's not even worth mentioning. It's not even worth mentioning. I mean, it's yeah, worth yeah. mentioning, because I want it to at least be on the record that we did have... That there was he, a joke? Yeah. Yeah, because we're about to have like a really bad opening. I, now. I feel like, like I feel like yeah, no, we are. I, I feel like it's like when you have a son that's born well after another son has died, and he's just a disappointment, and he just like he's like going oh, like, happy Thanksgiving. You know, your brother was a doctor, a candidate. He uh, he saved things. He was a child detective. He solved many crimes. <laughs> you know. Oh, just watch that know, movie. Just let you know that not that you're aware of it or will ever know him, but we once had a good son. That yeah. lived up to our expectations and was great. So yeah, my mom had a a brother that died before she was born. I wonder if she feels that way. <laughs> you should ask her. You okay. should ask her. Hey, I watched uh, that I remember, movie, Kid Detective. You ever did? Did you? I watched it. Yeah, I watched it a couple of days ago. Oh, uh, did you like it? I made Sierra watch it, and she cried a lot. Oh, why? What's because, there to cry about? It is existentially. I sad. mean, what is there to cry about? <laughs> <laughs> what the tail end? Yeah, uh, yeah. It it takes a shift. It takes a turn. But uh, yeah. did you like it? Did you like it? Where like the guy's like, "Hey, uh, you're a bad detective." He's like, "Well, your dad's gay." So. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. No, I loved it. I yeah. was I was laughing my ass off as the credits rolled, and I looked yeah. over. And she's just bawling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fucked up movie. It's a horrible, horrible movie. I, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's great. It's one of my favorite movies. Everyone should watch it. You're right. It's very good. Oh, God. 
I don't have anything to talk. We just talked about everything we could possibly talk about. Now I, I feel like I'm, I'm left in the sadness of it all. Yeah, you feel you look like an empty vessel. You look like Don Trump Jr. Right. He hasn't okay. been looking great, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about. I feel like I feel like um, you trying to rehash the Don Jr. jokes is also it's like um, it's like like the jokes of the last one were good, right? The, 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 yeah. The the, the the cold opening that is now dead, and it's like it'd been under the water for eight minutes, and then you pulled it out and you kind of got it breathing again, and it's 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 not it's not great. <laughs> I like it because me referencing the John Jr. joke. That you were making now, me uh, referencing it isn't funny at all to anyone but me. Right? Yeah, I get. It. I just mentioned it. It's the it's the <laughs> flopping brain dead eight year old that spent too uh, long under the water. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. No. What are you doing? Is that for me? How hot is it? Very hot. You just ruined our whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's blame it on Missy now. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping that air audio in. Fuck yeah, it. Just, I mean, Missy just brought me. This is this whole episode's fucked. Yeah, I don't even want to do it now. I, I, Missy made homemade. So we had we had roast chicken last night, right? Yeah, yeah. And then she took the bones and some of the juice to make a broth. Ooh, okay. A soup and out of it. I have chicken noodle soup sitting next oh. to me. So either the audience is going to have to listen to me slurping yeah. chicken noodle soup for the next hour, or I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to have to I fuck this ice cold <laughs> soup by the time we're done. What a cursed day! <laughs> <laughs> and it's all my fault because we would almost it be done recording yeah. if I had it. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. So a monument to hate. Uh, did you say we're getting a guest on later? Oh yeah, possibly. Happening? I don't know if he was being serious, but he said he would come on. What do those he, idiots have to lose? Why does? Why, well, how hard is it to get guests on? Just call in. Who gives a shit? Well, I mean, it's this guy I, from I guess New Zealand. Okay, I guess I also wouldn't want to be uh, associated with this. No, no. I don't. When I no. I own it, and I don't want to be yeah, associated I, with this. Uh, one of our one of our listeners was talking to me. He's like, "It's a good thing your names are completely unspellable." Yes, <laughs> that no one has. You can't listen to our names and have any idea how they are spelled, which is uh, our saving grace. I think one day someone will find us because I don't have the uh, podcast Twitter account anymore. I've started really getting a little too out there with my personal account. Mm. So I think I'm going to get canceled eventually in real life. Cause like some of my professors follow me on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I, uh, defending the Chinese treatment of the Uyghurs on Twitter right, right now. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm not right. joking. I'm I just, would love it. I, I hear you. What's weird is how alike we are. I've been yeah. defending the Uyghur treatment as well, but like, <laughs> but like, I have a so I have a, a quote unquote black propaganda account where I pretend yeah. to be Republican and I make Republican arguments, but I try to make them as ridiculous as possible, but still believably Republican. Okay. And and uh, you and I my wife both do that separately. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. yeah. But basically, I've been like, been like, be like, oh, what? So we're okay with leaving dogs out in the snow, but this is no good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. They do the same to you. I, I don't know. Is, is 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 Islamophobia cool? Cool anymore? Yeah. What's up with that? I mean, you're not supposed to do it. I don't do it. Right. I feel oh. like it's not. I feel like it's not even like. A... Okay, let me be clear. I'm not mm-hmm. defending the treatment of the Uyghur people. I'm debating whether how how truthful the reports are. That's all. Really? Hey, I think it's a lot of CIA propaganda. 
personally. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much I, I, I feel like, especially with something like that, I almost wonder how close you get to like Holocaust denial. You know, no. like, well, I don't know. Are we believing the, the numbers coming out of the, the, you know? Well, they even invited in the UN, and the UN was like, yeah, nothing's going on. But then there's like a handful of expatriates that are like, have had gradually evolving stories about how horribly they were treating, treated. If you look at, I mean, there really is, I, I, if there's something going on there, I want to know. And I think that we should denounce I, it. But, I, but it's crazy uh, to me to think that it's probably honestly not any worse than what we do at our borders. And for us to be like, oh, we're going to, to make it like a big anti-communist thing is so fucking CIA I, to me. Uh, yeah, I wonder, um. Because I don't think that there's a – I feel like there's a – well, I don't know. I was, trying to, I was trying to say that I've heard some stories coming out of there that sound cartoonishly evil. Yeah. Like movie-style evil. Like that there's a woman whose job it is to take other women and handcuff them to the bed so they can be raped. That yes. sounds so horrifically evil I don't even know that it could be true. And yet, when I think about like um, some of the things of history that uh, – I forget the name. There was a Japanese uh, counterpart to Mengele's operation. Oh, okay. Who, oh, yeah. The unit, was, unit 40-something. Yeah, or? it's got some weird name. It's like Unit yeah. 17, Unit 47, something yeah. like that. I forget what it's called. I think it's Unit 17. Agent 47. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Uh, where that was like they were they uh, they were trying to track syphilis transmission by forcing prisoners to rape each other when they hmm. knew one of them had syphilis and Chinese like prisoners, a, I presume ch- the Japanese doing it to Chinese prisoners. Yeah. Yes, uh, some horrific crimes that have been committed. Where I, I don't know, there's just no bottom to the degree of of human uh, cruelty that exists. That I would like go. Ah, I don't believe it. Oh no, I'm not doubting it because it's so horrific. I mean. I think it's th- that's I, so. I think the person who s- told that story is the mm-hmm. person I'm talking about. That there's interviews with her from a year ago where she's like, "Yeah, the food was actually pretty good," and then now that's her story. I don't know. Even just the idea of the food is actually pretty good. I don't. I don't know anything about. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I have a vague idea of what's going on with the, the Wiggers, the Ugers. Ugers? Ugers, yeah, I think. Ugers? I guess We're probably wrong, but... I've only I mean, ever seen it written. I, I, I shows you how much news I listen to. That no I've one who listens to our spoken. podcast knows how to right. say it either, so... That's fact. Idiots. Um, uh, but morons. I, <laughs> uh, but I, I guess my point was, is like I didn't know that much of what was going on. Uh, it, I, I understand that there's some Muslims that are yes. in an area where they are contained. Yeah. I, and that's what I know, I, I, I guess. I don't know if they're prisoners or if they're forced there or it's just a province where they are relegated, like a reservation. I, yeah. I don't know what the specific details are. So when you say like, oh, the food was good, I'm like, are we okay? Even if it was just like a resort where well, they're was a, forced to be, I, I don't even know if that's okay. It was like a uh, it was like a vocational training center a for them. Vocational training center based on race and religion? I don't know. No, not I don't know no, about that. But- um, because a bunch of them were going and joining ISIS, so they I think the ones that got that came back they were sending there or something. I, I mean, our Guantanamo Bay sounds worse to me. Yeah, yeah Guantanamo Bay, again, Guantanamo Bay is horrid. I don't think the U.S. has much of a leg to stand on when it comes to uh, outrage at, at human rights violations. No, but no of course not. I, 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 even the idea of, like, I thought it was just an ethno 
camp. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But the, I, I, I've not heard that it's like an ISIS re-education camp because that sounds – I feel like if that were the case, I would have heard that by now. Like that's yeah. – that would always well, and, be a justification you'd hear from every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, there's – so for all the people that are like in the US now saying things about it, there's also videos of people that live there that are Uyghur people being like on YouTube – Freely posting, like, no, we're mm. it's. I know that, which is why I'm like, posting in China. I don't know. The Chinese government has been open to a UN investigation, like people coming in. It just sounds like Iraq to me, where we should probably, before we decide to start a war or whatever, actually have this go through. We don't need fucking Colin Powell sitting at the hearing about the Chinese situation. With well, his fucking- I don't. I don't think we're close to war on it. I don't think anyone really cares enough. I mean, I, I get that like Canada's calling it a. Uh, what did Canada just sign a resolution to call it a uh, genocide? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Big flashy word. Uh, yeah, but it's a horrible thing. Um, like it's like what uh, the Mexicans are doing to white people. You know. Yeah. By intermarrying. Yeah. Right. Uh, great. It's a genocide. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I think that there should be an. I think that there should be more information gained about it. I think I'm that the product of genocide. That's what I think about it. <laughs> yeah. Anything to water down that Polish blood, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what were you saying? You can be racist to Polish people, right? Uh yeah, they Polish Italians. people are bad. Not Have you bad. seen what they do to abortion? They're they're not Oh yeah, actually shit. Poland does suck right now. Yeah, Poland sucks fuck Poland. Cock. Yeah. Why haven't you been denouncing your heritage? I support the Nazis any chance I can get. The, what? And what they did to Poland. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'm like, like everyone's like, oh, you're a Nazi. I'm like, listen, not everything they did was bad. Oh, uh, wow. Well. Invading Poland, fucking up all our cows and shit, you know? It's a good thing I fucked up our Fanta recording, because then we wouldn't have gotten that show. <laughs> I need to start doing that. I need to start doing Nazi apologia for what they did to Poland. People will be so fucking confused. What are they going to say? It's they, it's your culture. You're allowed to oh, say that. I know. Uh, it's a, it's up there with like um, some of those like black people that are like, well, if slavery had invented, how would I have bought these Nikes? And it's like, Who's, oh, didn't someone no, actually just don't say do that? that? Huh? What Kanye said that? Kanye said something like that. I think Kanye did say something like that where it was something like. He said that like being a slave is a state of mind or something. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it was something crazy. <laughs> oh no, he said that he he was like two hundred years of slavery. That's a is a choice. Uh, that yeah, as a people, you must agree. As if he well, Kanye West first of all is a fucking idiot. Well, yeah. As if there isn't, you know, as if slavery isn't as old as human history itself, yeah, and the very yeah. nature of it not being a the very you know slavery is that it's not, not a, a choice. choice. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, whole point of yeah. it. it you know what? You know what? You know where slavery is a choice. It's called a job. It's called volunteering. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. But um, wage slavery. But I, I have heard people make the argument that like, uh, and I've only ever heard it from white people. Really, if I think about it, of like being like black people are so pissed off about slavery, but at least they ain't in Africa no more. Jesus Christ! It's like I, yeah, yeah. The Shitty Africa take. that. That was famously ruined by Europeans. <laughs> like, like that's in Africa. Like, there's like a thousand years of history that's just that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't you guys glad you're not back in Africa from the places where Belgium and France? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they would cut off your limbs and kill your kids yeah. for not getting enough rubber plant or whatever for the day. <sighs> this is a good that's podcast. Dark. Let's get into the, you know. Speaking of all these things, we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about the evil of the world and the kind of God that lets that shit happen. 
Yeah, the kind of god that left that let Kim leave Kanye this week, actually. Oh no, that's not real. Yeah. That happened? Oh Yeah. I couldn't let that I couldn't let us talk about Kanye and not mention that. Oh uh, yeah, you could so, I didn't know that. I I This I, is I was your actually, Job moment. I was yeah, yeah. I was just thinking of <laughs> I was just thinking of Kim Kardashian because I had two half deflated uh beach balls that were shoved together uh in a bag. And it made me think of Kim's ass walking on the beach. <laughs> Uh, but um, <laughs> you're gonna break the internet, dude. <laughs> Her ass is fucking rough looking now. I, mean, I don't know. I haven't I, looked I, at it. I'm not. I'm not a uh, arbiter Aspicionado. on female beauty. You know, it's, I mean, it's not for me I like what side, I said. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> okay. You but I'm you actually, are, is what you're saying. Actually, practically gay. So it's not like I'm fucking. <laughs> you're pointing a gun at a bank teller, being like, "I'm not a bank robber." <laughs> <laughs> More like a communist. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of evil. Yeah. You're listening to the Revelations podcast. Yeah. God. Unfortunately, sorry. Yeah. About all Why this. Why are you doing this to yourself? Duh, you shouldn't be. Um, uh, I'm grateful. Uh, well, we questioned the divine providence. Let's talk about the uh, Book of Job. I'm called Lusky, by the way. Yeah. 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 And we're on episode 125. Did you say your name? Yeah, I did. Well, you talked over me, but oh well. They'll have to listen to a different episode if they want to hear it clearly. Guess so. Um, yeah, 125. It's a good number. That's an eighth of a thousand. That's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, kicking it off in chapter nine, which uh, yeah, we're getting a we're getting a good ways in. Um, I keep I, I, I so we're gonna finish this episode, and then I I was like re, you know you finish it, and I looked at the chapter of the next one, and I was like oh okay, so this is like only gonna be like three four episode book you know yeah and then like i'm flipping through it's like oh my god how long does this go for it rolls yeah well here's my suggestion and obviously this is subject to change but he's got three different friends and i thought that each one encountered him and then he you know defended himself Mm -hmm. no they take turns it's like a a cycle they go in order over and over and over again so what for this to introduce each friend i think that we should do one episode so this episode is going to be about his buddy Bill Dad, which by the way, it's chapter eight. I lied, not nine. Um, (sighs) it's Bill Dad, is this next guy up, and then after Bill Dad comes uh, Zofar, but then we go back to the first dude. We go back to uh, yeah, I guess, I guess the premise is Job is lamenting his shitty life, yeah, and he's got his three boys sitting around with him, just around you know, having a beer or whatever, yeah. And the what the text is is them having like a, a giant fucking drunk argument. Yeah, but they're going in order. So this guy, this guy, this guy. Back to first guy, second guy, third guy. Back to first guy. So what I suggest we do is after, you know, we'll do this episode on Bill Dad. We'll do the next episode on So Far. And then we'll start doing episodes that cover what all three of them say to him and his response to all three. Because otherwise, it's just going to be tedious. If we're doing one, uh, you know, argument and retort per episode, it'll take fucking forever. Yeah, yeah. I honestly almost think that, like, uh, after So Far, after the next episode, we'll just finish. It'll Possibly just be like a recap. Well, we'll see. I, I want to say least, that. But well, there's we're going to need one episode about. for the end. We're going to because a, a new guy named Elihu comes in eventually. We're going to need to have kind of an episode about him. And then when God finally comes and talks to Job, that's going to need its own episode too. Mm. So we could be within a four or five striking distance here for sure. Whatever, who it's knows. the Bible. Everyone loves it. Yeah, but Job's the best story in it thus far. That's true. Ironically, uh, it's kind of interesting. All right, let, let, let's get into it. So in yeah. the last episode. Joe basically has been living 
in the aftermath of God destroying everything he has, he's Correct. left with basically just his bitch wife and his three friends, in quotations. They seem like good friends. They <laughs> traveled a long way to comfort him, uh-huh. but kind of sort of last episode and this episode will be his friends kind of giving him the business and sort of yes. being shitty friends. Uh, the irony, and this is kind of one of the things that I kind of will, will touch on as we to the episode, is the arguments his friends are making are arguments you hear often from now modern-day Christians, quote-unquote, Yeah, you want to call them that. Yeah. And Job is kind of arguing almost from like an atheistic perspective, mm-hmm. and the Bible kind of doesn't know who to side with, I think, because – you sort of have the friends making a maybe a misguided defense of God, and then Job sort of being like, "No, no, no, fuck God for this shit," you know. And it, you know, it gets worse and worse as time goes on. And I don't think the Bible really has a stance. But the point is, is that the Bible attributes Satan's viewpoint to the friends, yes, even though that viewpoint is held by a lot of quote unquote Christians. Correct. Yeah. I think we'll probably walk away with the idea that none of them are really right. And Job, I wouldn't say is so much an atheist. He's more like a, what do they call it? Um, like a doomer, you know, mm. like a, like a Gen Z kid that, uh, very Nietzsche. Yes. Whatever. I guess, I, I guess I wouldn't call him an atheist, except that his argument is made by atheists. Like, um, there was sure. a uh, – l- l- let's get into it. Well, his his argument is used by atheists, rather. Right. I, I have a Stephen Fry interview that, that is uh, a, okay. a fan favorite over in our atheism that I kind of want to – like. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we're in Chapter 8. He just fended off um, – uh, again, what's this fucker's name? Eliphaz. Uh, yeah. Um, and so now Bildad steps up to the plate. All kind right. So the, Job the, – The summary of last episode was Job being like, I fucking hate this shit. I wish I was dead. And Eliphaz is like, well, God doesn't just punish people who weren't kind of asking for it. You know, you can't question God's judgment. He must have done it for a reason. We all know that good things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. So, you know, really think, why don't you pray on that? And Job's like, fuck you, my life is garbage. And then in sort of response to that, now Bildad jumps in. Correct. So Bildad, right off the bat, he doesn't he doesn't spare any time. He just heard Job finish fending off, fending off Eliphaz. Bildad steps up. How long are you going to say such things? Your words are a blustering wind. Oof, man, tough <laughs> truths, but it's kind of true, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess I don't know. And this is kind of something that we talked about the things from last episode that you know his friends are coming from a place of wealth and privilege. Yeah. So they really can't understand. You know, they're like, oh, what do you complain about? Because all your kids died. You can make more kids. As if they can't understand what the loss of children is like. You know, like- yeah. And well, his what his first little passage here uh, really states is that, hey, man, you're getting pretty close to blasphemy here. So his main points are, you know, God doesn't pervert justice. You know, uh, God, God only you know, uh, restores the, the humble and takes care of people who are righteous and blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, if you see God earnestly and you plead with him and you're pure and upright, he's going to take care of you. You know, you're, you're lying. You're don't say these bad things about God. You're going to get us all struck by lightning type vibes. Basically. He's just like, um, you know, shut the fuck up. You know, you're complaining and whining, but it's kind of like, I feel like 
they think of Job as this guy that picked a fight with a bouncer, and he's five foot two. And the bouncer just picks him up and throws him into the dumpster. And he's like, how? Oh, my life sucks now. Oh, this is shit. And they're like, well, you know, you do you think that happened from nothing? You know, you're complaining, but you're, you're playing the victim card. But really, you must have been asking for it. Yeah, except they didn't see him pick on the bouncer, you know. Right. He they did. just assumed that he must have. Correct. Um, and actually, it is kind of sick that he's like, look, man. Yeah, God took your kids. But it's because, and I'm going to harp on this again. I think I said this in Ep 1. Those brothers and sisters were fucking one another. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but we can make that inference because we have oh, yeah. the internet now. Yeah, um, that's what he did. I, it, it is a weird one. Eight six. If you were pure and upright, surely now he would awake for you and prosper your rightful dwelling place. Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. So basically, Bildad's argument is like, "Yo, bro, you know, we're here for you, right?" But Stop fucking lying on us. You, we know you did something fucked up. God doesn't just ruin people's lives for nothing. And this is kind of where I come at the point of view of, like, I'm not quite sure what the Bible's fucking point is. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, God did do that. God yeah. did it as a joke. He did it to, on a whim. A prank. To say that he even did it to prove a point to Satan is almost meaningless because God already knew what the outcome would be and knows what's going on in Satan's heart, quote unquote. You know, so. It's not meaningless. It's worse. It's worse (laughs) than if God just did it at random. Right. Because the motivation is so fucking childish and so human and erred, you know, like. I, I, I'm trying to. I, I, when I think of God in this context, I think of uh, Ray Fine's character in Schindler's List. You okay. know, with like the sniper rifle just shooting random people in the crowd. You know, uh, and like everyone, like people complain about. It, like, what you think he just did that for no reason? You think he's just crazy? Do you, th- you think our life has no order or meaning? And like the guy's just like, it does not have order or meaning. He does it as a joke. It's actually worse than that. It's actually mean spirited and evil. It took me. I was really confused because I got Ray Fines and uh, Liam Neeson mixed up, and I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Who's that? Was that part of the, the villain of the movie?" Yeah, now I remember. Um, now I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. That that's kind of what God's doing almost uh, to his folks. <laughs> it, it, it's. I. I don't know. I, I guess part of it is is that um, your. I can't remember how I got on this. I think your wife sent it to me that it was a podcast by the pastors that your parents go to. So oh, this yeah, is, yeah, this yeah. Is personal. This is a personal attack. But yeah. it was a podcast from the pastor to the church to your parents belong to. And it was just full of the kind of bullshit that you hear Bill Dad talking about. Yeah. You know, kind of like, oh, God is just, and he never does anything wicked, and he takes care of it. Uh, and when we get to kind of starting to verse 11, can the papyrus grow up without a marsh? Can the reeds flourish without waters? While it is yet green and not cut down, it withers before any other plant. So are the paths of all who forget God. It's kind of making like the argument like, you know, yeah, he strikes you down because you were fucking asking for it. And lest you forget, no one can prosper without God. God is necessary for any good thing to happen in your life. And if you're wondering why good things aren't happening, it's because you forgave God. I think that there's a deep instinctual reason why we do that why we make god just because no there is i'm saying in world in world war ii there was a a remarkable um occurrence 
that was that was pretty standard that the gunners and the navigators and all that shit on a bomber after a sketchy run would get PTSD and the pilots never would. Hmm. And it's because the pilots were in control of what was happening, right? So even though they were also getting shot at and bombs were going off around them, they, in effect, were controlling whether or not they lived or died. And having the ability to control that is vital to our survival, I think, our, as, like, opposed as humans. As to rolling around the cargo hoping nothing happens? Correct. So if God, Interesting. If God does random bad shit to us, that is not good for our psyche, I think. Which is ironic because the whole catalyst to this story is God doing random bad shit to people. Correct. And that is an awful thing to think about. Imagine if this was real. Imagine if you were, hey, the better Christian you are, the more likely Satan is going to want to challenge God to fuck you up. You know? It's one of the things where I really do struggle to take this book. And I kind of almost wonder if, because what we're getting into, the things we're talking about, I have never fucking heard. Right. Sure. The the story of Job is just the narrative that I've ever heard. You know that Job is a good righteous man. God strikes him down because you know Satan and him were goofing one night, and um, then later God gives him more abundance. And you kind of at the and you kind of if you have brains go, what about the wife and kids? He didn't bring them back from the dead, right? And you're like, no, 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 no. he can't do that. He's not no. magic, but, he, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's he not do, that cool. That, that would make sense, and that would make everything kind of right, you know? I mean, it wouldn't yeah. take away Job's pain and hardening. It'd be kind of like undoing the snap, you know? Yeah. The Thanos snap, but He'd it's not that. He'd wait for Jesus to invent that trick, right? Right, right, right. It'd be like if your neighbor if your neighbor came over and he just beat all your dogs viciously to death with a ball-peen hammer. Yeah, And then you're like, that's fucked up, and I'm suffering. I love those dogs. Then he comes back later with two puppies, like, we're square, right? And you're like, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think. And then all your buddies around be like, that guy's just, right? You don't question your neighbor. He's a good guy. If, if you're wondering why he beat your puppies to death, it's because you were asking for it. Somehow. I mean, I didn't Somehow. see any evidence of that, but I know you fucking did it. That guy's cool. He would never just kill two dogs for fun. I'm just picturing God you know, doing his little miracles that he does in this story right? as, as like uh, an old timey magician that can like pull quarters out of someone's ears. Right. And uh, Jesus who can resurrect, who could have just resurrected Job's family is this, you know, is like this new modern magician and the old timey guy's like, Oh, you got that lady. Are you going to pull a quarter out of her ear? He's like, no, I'm going to saw that bitch in half. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's what I saw in my head, but that's what happened. <sighs> So but yeah, so uh, my my Bible's concordance here. Um, <laughs> Bill Dad's basic point is that God is always just. What's funny is that my concordance will say those things. Like yeah, Bill Dad says that God is always just. He is always right. He is always righteous. But sounding kind of like Satan, what Bildad hasn't realized is that God sometimes isn't that, even though God says that He is that, and even though we read an entire fucking Bible thus far, yeah, that, where he that was. God is always just always righteous, always correct. And yeah. will never just punish you for the fucking lulls. Yeah. God's going to pull a quick one on us with that. And it's going to be a quick one that is kind of hard to refute. That is also bullshit. That is also the retreating, the last retreat or last bastion for many of, uh, of like philosophical Christian talkers, thinkers, mm-hmm. whatever. Cause it just makes me because I wasn't again when I was. And I'm, I'm going to bring up my old trauma. Uh, 
by the time I was like 13, 14, I was pretty much done with the church and didn't really believe any of that. And I would have people coming out of the fucking woodwork. The second they would hear anything like, oh, why don't you come to church? Like, I don't really, I don't really go for that. I don't, I don't know. And it wasn't that yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, there is no God or whatever. I wasn't, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't been to school and been radicalized yet, but um, by the liberal agenda. But um, yeah, yeah. But I just was like, yeah, what you know, I, from what I know of God and Bible and just from the amount of Christians that I've met, I would just rather just do my Sunday doing anything else. I'm just not interested in joining. Sure. Uh, and the amount of people that would be like, what, you think you can do it on your own? You, th- oh, you think yeah, it's yeah. all just you think it's all just chaos? You think you think that the universe is just a spinning ball of of, of random events and that bad things just happen to people? I was like, uh, yeah, I think that. And they're like, no, 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 God's in control and he's just and righteous. And then like now I'm finally getting to the actual Bible and God's like, no, no, it is, it is, it is meaningless chaos, punishment, and death and destruction, and I, I do it for fun. I can, I could, I could choose not to do it, but I'm, I'm doing it as a joke. Yeah, I, I think including this book in the Bible was a mistake. Um, and it doesn't really stupid. fit. It doesn't. Yeah. I, I, I don't get necessarily why the authors of the Bible felt, but maybe just because it is sort of, maybe I think this is a story that can be controlled, maybe like twisted. Like yeah. It, to yeah. the right audience from the right speaker telling you what to think, you could almost take the point of view of being like, oh, okay, so that is why bad things happen because cause God's – because God is in control and it's all part of his grand plan. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why he gives kids AIDS. So I don't think that he that uh, Bildad is actually talking about God there, though, like like your attackers were That's in what high I school. think. That's my interpretation. But. Yeah. No, I think that this is actually an appeal to tradition and the authority of your ancestors. Because right before that, he's he's waxing about how, oh, all the people before us, they knew to follow God. Um, so when he's saying, can a papyrus, papyrus grow tall with where well, there's no marsh or without water, he's talking about, are we able to separate ourselves from our roots and what, what we what we grew in, right? Like, this is where we came from. So it's more mm. that if, you know, oh, are we going to be able to go tread out this un, untraveled path that our ancestors didn't take? Like, we know it's safe to follow God. We should do what they did. So it's really just a dumb appeal to tradition, um, which obviously doesn't hold water. I mean, that's like anti-vaxxers, right? I, I guess I, I t- part of my interpretation is also coming from my concordance. That basically says that the point of the papyrus root system isn't, you know, your family tree, as it were. It's literally, can you grow tall without support, without yeah. God carrying you when there was one set of footprints, whatever. And, and maybe there's other, you know, it is it is a poetic verse. Maybe it means, like, the support of the community, you know, the church, the, the group of like-minded people who sort of buoy you along the path kind of shit. Like, do you think you can – if you want to be the kind of person that forsakes God – you're going to do that on your own and fuck yeah. you and we're not going to help you. Do you think you can do it without that? You know, like I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, and the way that, so beforehand it's talking about tradition and then after the papyrus thing, it's talking about not forgetting God. So it does definitely leave room open for interpretation uh, without even mentioning the fact that our Bibles uh, probably were in, interpreted like 50 different times before they got to us. So right. who fucking knows? Um, um but basically, it, to me, it's like carrot in the stick and then carrot because it's like what you think you can do without God's support helping you. You know, if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Yeah. Uh, then it will deny him saying, I have not seen you. But then you kind of come back to the carrot where Bildad's like, listen, I know the answer. I know the solution. You just got to go to God. And if you 
pray to him and give yourself to him, I swear to God, bro, you will get a miracle bank error in your favor. <laughs> he does. He's like, it was the same thing that Eliphaz was saying, right? Like, all you got to do is go to him, admit you were wrong, right? Admit you're the bad guy here. And this, uh, Job is starting to feel like the uh, protagonist in so many different movies where they're being wrongfully accused of something and you, the audience, know. But even right. though, like their spouse and friends are starting to doubt them, and you're like, God damn it, ah! you know, I just tried that. <laughs> it's like you, 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 you raped that child. He's like, I swear to God, that bitch is lying. <laughs> it's very, it's very much like that. And that that bitch in this case is right. our Lord and Savior. Right. And, um, and okay. Job is like Roman Polanski. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> um, yikes. So <laughs> that's chapter eight. Is Bill Dad's. You know, I feel like he didn't he didn't uh, stray too far from what Eliphaz had to say. It wasn't a lot of new material. Um, he tried to again. He tried to invoke the name of the ancestors, which is fucking stupid. But whatever. Um, it, it's kind yeah. of interesting because my Bible's concordance, the you know, for those who are listening in or whatever, the concordance is basically telling you what to think, right? Yeah, it, it's basically them contextualizing the the verse and be like, yeah, yeah, this is you know. But it's here's also ex- here's, it's, here's it's famously. It's famously editorialized, too. Right. So don't. Right. You know. But, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this sounds a lot like inadvertently Bildad is agreeing with Satan on this. And this is all Satan's viewpoint. This is all what Satan would think. And I'm like, really? Because no. I think the reason it's so fucking consistent is because this is what the entire Bible has been saying up to this point. And Job is kind of like, I, and to me, almost seems like the reason why it's in the Bible is because you have to somehow square. It is a it is a unrelenting question that will follow this book forever. The idea that well, you just fucking spent the last whole book telling me that God uh, benefits the good, and that Dave, whom he loved because David was such a fucking good guy, he gave him all these passes and he brought bounty under their house, and it's all stories about people who were good and had good things happen to them, and bad people had bad things happen to them, and God doesn't even fucking blink on that shit. He just smites. Here's some gold. Here's some kids. You're getting eaten by snakes. Bam, bam, bam. Judge Judy style. Yeah. And anyone with a fucking brain would be like, well, I lost all my kids in a fire and I never did nothing to deserve that shit. Exactly. So it's explaining away that. Which is also, it's funny that, you know, it's not tied to any historical character. It's written about this totally made up guy from millennia before uh, the books surrounding it, right? Way before... Uh, Esther, way by before a different people. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, it, it it's just it's so out of place. It's bizarre, but it's clearly made as a way to say, oh yeah, I know you think you were being good and that you didn't deserve that, but that's you know it's not you know we gotta ex- make excuses for when bad things happen to good people, which would basically. almost make sense if there wasn't the first two books or the first two Correct. chapters. Correct. If, if if Job was just a guy who had everything, right? Yeah. And God took away everything he had, and then he had this argument. Okay, I understand it, but we act because they're having the same argument anyone would have, where we don't know what was going through God's mind. We don't know why things are happening to us, just like Job yeah. doesn't know. But the important thing is, in this book, we do know God thinks it's funny. God just yeah. he brought this all on. Satan didn't even want to have this argument, and God was like, "No, no, no, bro! I really want to prove a point, and I will ruin a man's life and kill uh, innocent children to do it." Yeah, and who the fuck was sitting in heaven watching that first scene anyway? 
writing this down. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the angels were whispering in the ears of the men oh, who yeah, wrote that's this. Right. That's um, right. But uh, yeah, I, I also imagine being the angels there. You know, like, don't worry, fucking kill his whole family. And the angel's like, he's not doing that, is he? <laughs> but the weird part is that the accuser, Satan, whatever, is like roaming around with his team of angels that he has that are God's angels, but are like his buddies. So I don't know are all angels dicks? I, I heard that he, Satan says I was going to and fro. Those other angels aren't his buddies. Yeah, they are. They're not mentioned in any connection to each other. Yeah. Now, Satan's just, Satan, you can go back and look, but the angels are just there. They are the sons of God, and Satan's also there. You know? Yeah, but he's with them. They're all pals. Uh, you're inferring. Anyway, yeah, chapter well. nine. Job says some shit. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's time for Job to, to uh, you know, clap back, as they say. So, he says, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know that's true. I But I, I know that God is all-powerful. I know all that shit. I know we got to, you know, stick to his word. I know that you can go to him, etc., with your... With your uh, you know, with your hands out asking for some more soup. But how can we mere mortals prove our innocence before God? Um, basically, he's like, you know, God, I can't dispute with him. Uh, there's no chance of me doing that. Uh, his wisdom is profound. His power is vast. Who has ever resisted him and come out on scathe? Like, how do I even? He's like, I know I'm innocent. How can I go to a judge that is that, you know, on a whole nother level, that's like your dog wanting to get a pardon for biting a child by going to the president of the United States. Like, it's just not even it's so <laughs> yes. on a different level. I, I get the vibe of like the school principal, uh, like, and some six year old was biting a kid in class. And then he's like, no, let me explain to you how I'm innocent. And he's like, I, what are you going to say? What do yeah. you got? What, what, what argument could a six year old make that I'm going to not fucking know what went down? Yeah, it's, it's, just the idea of it, of course, to anyone that has a conception of God being an all-powerful being, it's just, of course, silly to think. Who knows your thoughts? Who knows your heart? Uh, clearly, somehow God has decided that I'm wrong if that's how this whole thing works. So what the fuck am I going to do? You know, there's no. Yeah, and we, can, we don't need to spend too much time on this, but because he's like, because one of the interesting things is that Job does also mention the great violence and destruction God does to just people. You know, yeah, uh, it's very yeah. brief, but he talks about like, oh yeah, and then sometimes God will do an earthquake and cause untold violence. You know, and he does that shit too, and it's like, ah, yep. Does he do? Why do you think he does that, Job? Why do you think earthquakes exist? Why would an earthquake that just attacks a town be a thing that God does? You know, because it's funny. Yeah, it's you know because he's you know his idea of judgment and justice is so profound and absolute. I feel that it has to be because the alternative that God is doing this as a joke to win a bet with his drinking buddies is crazy to me. Yeah, he goes on to describe. Basically, he spends most of the rest of the chapter talking about how powerful God is. Moves mountains. He made a. uh, Orion and Pleiades and the maker of the bear, which is, you know, I guess the Big Dipper or whatever, uh, referring to constellations, constellations yeah. which now real quick side note, a bunch of fucking lunatic uh, Bible scholar types have allegedly at some point in time sat down and figured out when Job would have been alive based on what constellations would have been in the sky and seasons and all that bullshit. I know. I know. It sounds stupid, and it is. I mean, are they trying they to state s- that the Earth's tilt 
was different enough back then that they wouldn't know about constellations and their hemisphere? Dude, I don't know. That's what okay. they said. Listen, I'm the middleman okay. here. That so. doesn't make any sense. Like, it, there are. S- Listen, you're yelling at the customer service person. Okay. All right. I'm not fucking Steve Jobs. I can't okay. fix your iPad. I, I, I don't think there's such a thing as. So the point is that they have reckoned that he was alive 184 years before Abraham. So that was before, you know, well, before Israelite was a thing. That was before Abraham, the father of the Jews, even came to the Levant when he was back in like Iraq, I think is where we determined he came I from. He was from so, Turkey because he came from. Way oh, the, no, no, no. He came from by way of went, Iraq. Yeah. He yeah, went yeah, up yeah, there yeah. and then he, down. He was, he was so, to the southeast and then he went north and then he. Yeah. So that's why all those like names of places where these other people were from wouldn't make sense that they're just like ancient, ancient. That it's um, like Eastern, uh, it's uh, Eastern Middle East and or Northeast, like Turkey steppes, that kind of territory. Yeah. So who fucking knows where these he's are at? Kurds. He also dates. He also dates himself later when he says, um, God does not restrain his anger. Even the cohorts of Rahab cowered at his feet. I know your book doesn't say that. It does not. Mine says that. Because Rahab is the actual Hebrew word used, which, uh, depending on who was talking, likely could have meant Egyptians, hmm. um, who would have been you know, kind of in their early days, but still the most powerful thing around, I guess, back Egypt before Abraham. Egypt is old. Yeah, yeah. So possibly that, that kind of dates it, too, that uh, Egypt was still powerful. Um, assuming it's talking about Egypt, who fucking knows? Well, Egypt was almost never not powerful in the time that these people would have been. Oh, uh, it wasn't as big of a deal by, like, Nehemiah and shit. It was kind of a nobody. And what's the... <sighs> oh, okay, yeah, by Nehemiah, sure. Yeah, yeah, by, yeah, by, yeah. The time, by the time the Persian Empire is coming over. Um, well, if I'm not mistaken... Egypt was part of the Persian Empire. Yeah, Egypt was, but Artaxerxes the second is the one that loses Egypt. So they would have been conquered, and then they would have had a rebellion and, and gotten independence. And again, then the Greeks took it like a hundred years later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, none of this really you know matters. True. So, but, but it just it's showing that I think that just shows so, it was. But when I say ago. when I say it was always powerful, I mean sort of just in the part that we've been talking about. Okay, that's fair. Um. So, anyways, he keeps on going. I can't dispute with God. Um, he kind of he kind of gets a little close to the uh, the truth here in verse seventeen. Um, even if I summoned him, he responded. Uh, I did not believe he would give me a hearing. He would crush me with a storm and multiply <laughs> my mo- uh, multiply my wounds for no reason. Yeah, Job, he would. <laughs> you got to back the blue. <laughs> How dare you question me? I'm going to arrest you for resisting arrest now, bitch. Uh, yeah, Job, why didn't you just put up your hands, Job? Why didn't you just quit walking? And- <laughs> Did why you see you, that kid in the why snowstorm? Don't just, why don't you just take your licks where they when you had them and fuck off? Um, Did you see that kid no? got arrested in the snowstorm here in Texas? It reminds me of this. this is my oh, point. Uh, he was walking yeah. home from his job at Walmart in a t-shirt, and the cops arrested him because he wouldn't tell them who he was. He was like just trying to get home, it, it and they is, arrested uh, we, him. We, if we talk about bootlicking, fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, but people were like, God. "Why didn't you just tell the cops who you were?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. The, the same people that think that like Trump's there to support the Constitution and the free have no yeah. concept of the authority of what police are supposed to have. Why don't, why don't the police just why, – if you don't just give away all your private information to the police when asked, what do you even think is going to happen? Whatever. We can talk. Yeah, okay. But that's anyway. kind of what the boys – that's what his boys are doing here to Job is like, yeah. why don't you just, you know, quit resisting? Yeah. So And Job kind he, of makes the argument that even if I were blameless – 
Uh-huh. The very nature of me trying to argue my innocence to God, if I even could do that, would incriminate me. It is a very weird catch-22, right? You didn't do anything, but saying that you didn't do anything is a sin because it's disagreeing with God. Yikes. Right. So cut a plea deal. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, he did. <laughs> he lost all his kids. <laughs> yeah. That was, that um, was his plea. And, and he then makes the argument that, like, I, by any argument that I can think of, I am innocent, and none of you can provide any evidence to, uh, you know, sort of counteract that. According to anybody, including myself, I've done nothing to deserve this, but even, but also we have no idea what all the facts are. You know, it's like after that Ahmed Arbery thing, you want to wait for the evidence. Yeah. There's some, (laughs) there's some more stuff. There's some more stuff that he said that's pretty, um, I think it's, uh, indicting of God. He says, when a scourge brings sudden death, right, like a plague or whatever, he mocks the despair of the innocent. God damn. Yeah, he's not wrong. Uh, it's wild. Also, they didn't ca- they're not capitalizing he around here. I just noticed that. Interesting. Well, he, he's kind of argument. It's kind of the argument that we kind of were just making, making throughout it is like, hey, if God is allowing a hurricane to go and fuck up the southeast, you know, yeah, because there was just, five gay people in New Orleans. Yeah, and just destroy countless homes, and all these innocent people who have nothing to do with it are suffering and dying. Then what is he doing up there? He must be enjoying it. Why else would he fucking do it? When when there's bands of of raiders coming in and raping your daughter in front of you and then cutting her open, you know how is he letting that happen? When 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 evil corporations are dumping toxic waste in the river and then they get away with it. Is that not God covering the eyes of the judges? If not him, who? Who has the kind yeah. of power that allows these kind of evil things to happen? He really is calling out God for being a tyrant. You know, that's the long and short of it. To me, but, this just reads like propaganda, anti-Bible propaganda. I was going to say, it, it just sounds like, again, and I, I kind of want to talk to you about, a, I think this is the place to, to mention, uh, Stephen Fry, famous atheist and gay yeah. man, um, was uh, being interviewed by some Christian ass wipe uh but the guy was kind of making the argument of like you know okay so you're an atheist what do you have to gain by that you know if you die and you go to heaven and it turns out that everyone was right and you were fucking wrong and there is a god and you got to stand before him what are you going to say then won't you be glad that you were just christian and Stephen Fry goes, no, fuck you, asshole. Like, why would I want to – I would rather die and go to hell if it exists than spend my life worshiping a shitty fucking god that allows all yeah. these horrible things to happen. Yeah, um, that it's actually cowardice to take yeah. the safe choice out and yeah, yeah, believe. Like, like, I would I would violate my, uh, my principles and worship a tyrant, an asshole tyrant, just so that I might get into heaven if I'm all wrong, whatever the fuck that bullshit means. It's like if someone went to a resistance fighter in France during World War II and said, hey, what if Hitler wins? Shouldn't you? Don't you want to, you know, go ahead and team up with them? I mean, the right side of history, you know, and history was written by the victors. So I don't know. Uh, So my Bible's concordance also touches on to it because my Bible, this is when the Bible starts to really like be like, no, 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 no. This is why Job is wrong. I know. I know that his argument is very salient and it makes a lot of sense. That if God's not sitting there just letting hurricanes destroy people, who, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't really do a very good job of it, in my opinion. Scourge is a reference to God's judgment, which passes over the world, sweeping away the guiltless along with the guilty. 
He further suggests that God mocks the innocent in their day of calamity. Job's own suffering, coupled with his strong belief in the sovereignty of God, led him to temporarily to the intemperate view that God was to blame. So it's like you just already stated that God has total authority over everything that happens. And then are like, but Job inadvertently thinks that God is to blame for all the things that God does. And I'm like, I don't, where do you, where do you, how do you square that fucking circle? Either God does, are you telling me that people can do things to which they are completely not to be blamed for? Because then I'll tell you something about those Sandy Hook shootings. Oh no. Um, I'm just going to say this. God's going to show up at the end of this book and he's going to own you. <laughs> thinking you're so smart. I, I can't fucking wait. I, I would love your, to see him be like, yeah, I did it, and they needed that. That's what yeah, I say. Well, I, that's how I got banned off our Catholic Catholicism, yeah. is that people was like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. All everyone talks about is all the priests raping kids. It's like, I know, they needed those kids to rape. It's a stressful <laughs> job. <laughs> I'm on your side. Why is everyone getting angry at me? <laughs> Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> Okay. That'll get you a uh, bed, I swear, like that. <laughs> so he then goes on um, talking again about how his days, his life is basically slipping through his fingers and it's awful. And he says, you know, I'm not even going to fight this shit. Uh, since God already found me guilty, why should I struggle? You know, hell, if, I, hell, if I'm doing the time, you know, might as well. <laughs> Honestly, if I was him, I would assume double jeopardy. And go out and actually do bad things to God because he already paid for it, right? They can't right. try it twice. What's he gonna do? Kill my wife? I-, uh, <laughs> I, I I think it's also kind of an interesting as, as far as the philosophical argument. Then Job laments that there is no mediator. We just oh, understand yeah. that man is man out here doing its own thing, can't see or know anything about God really. Yeah, God's just up there looking down at us, knowing everything that's going on in our minds, and then just flipping the switch sim style to start forest fires and shit like that. Ooh, dude, and, that's a good – the mediator's a big point, though. Right, because he's like, I have no way of talking to God. I have no way of arguing my case. I have no way of him to communicate to me back. That's another reason that they assume it's before Abraham, right? It's because this would have been way before the priest class, like mm-hmm. obviously the Levites and Simeons, Simeonites, whatever, before they were created because now – at this point, when this was, you know, I guess, who knows when this was it added to like the Bible. It seems like it predates the idea of a prophet. Correct. Or a priest. Because the priest is a mediator to God. And Job does his own sacrifices, which is something that would have not been commonplace uh, by the time of, you know, Jacob Abraham and his did kids. His, Abraham did his own sacrifice. It, exactly. Jacob does but his own sacrifice. By the time you get to Moses, Moses you get does not fight to do it. Yeah. Right. So it, or that says something, <laughs> and it and it removes his mediator argument because you do in fact go to the priests about your God problems and to confess things and to ha- ask for atonement for things. Oh, and that's right because he can't. I get well. This is the thing that's confusing about it is that I guess they did tell him, "Hey, you need to pray, you need to sacrifice, you need to go make this right, and God will turn things yeah. around for you. So there is kind of the argument that you could toss it up. But I think Job's whole point of view is, I didn't do anything wrong. So why am I, you know... The, sure, the argument- so even if there was a priest class, that wouldn't work. We know that, right? right? We know that he didn't do anything wrong. So a priest class would probably just be there to be like, well, uh, you know, I asked God, but he's not helping you, so presumably... You're doing something you're not telling me, brother. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it part of 
Deuteronomy that there was a couple of instances where like uh, they actually use this as evidence in cases, you know? Like if someone has something bad happen to them, the church would be like, well, you know, that's kind of God's judgment. I think they did it for barrenness. Like if, like if women uh, couldn't conceive or I think oh, they really? might have done it for baldness even. I, I can't remember. But there's certain – That's funny. Bo- like I think boils and disease also count as like something where like if God catches – I think he says that if you lie about God or fight priests or things like that where there was like arguments where like if God finds out you were being a shit, he would then send down illness to punish you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or make you get divorced or kill your kids or some shit. So again, the, the the argument that these guys who are making, who are allegedly on the side of Satan, is the argument the Bible agrees with. So I don't I don't understand yeah. what the fucking point is. Yeah, very confusing because they are technically right. The only reason they're not right is because God is doing some fucked up shit behind the scenes that we don't know about. Right. You know. You know. Donald Trump um, would never enrich himself from the office of presidency. I mean, yeah, those are the facts. Um, okay, so. <laughs> Uh, he then goes on to talk about how even if he washed the shit out of himself, cleaned himself up perfectly, made himself blameless, um, he would still get thrown into a fucking slime pit by God. That apparently this is bad. It would I would be so disgusting that even my clothing would detest me. That's pretty bad. Mm. When your clothes are like nah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like like if Harvey Weinstein can be clad, uh, like can wear clothes, then it's not really possible. But yeah, that's slime ball. Like, even your clothes uh, are like nah, bro. We're 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 in business for ourselves these days. We can't. Yeah, we can't put us back in the dresser. Yeah, Brett Ratner looks like he would be too yeah. gross for clothing. And thank God he isn't. Thank God he. <laughs> thank God clothes. Are I I think from. about Brett Ratner bragging to people that he fucked Olivia Munn. Back when she was still Asian is the quote. Back that's that's the how horrible what? the quote is. Brett Ratner was like, Yeah, I fucked Olivia Munn back when she was still Asian. And I was like, God, you're an awful human being. <laughs> and then they asked Olivia Munn about it. She's like, Oh no, no, we didn't fuck. I showed up at his hotel room to like do a cast reading, and there he was, naked, huge gut, jutting out in front of him, just eating um, shrimp cocktail with one hand and slowly stroking his three inch penis with his other, and I got the fuck out of there. Now, I don't know who to believe of the two of them, but <laughs> considering that I don't think Olivia Munn was ever Asian, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know who to believe. Um, okay, so basically he wants more laments that, uh, you know, if God was just a mortal and I could go talk to him, we could totally figure this out. We could get a mediator, et cetera, et cetera. That's the end of chapter nine. Right. Um Oh, there's a really funny line. I don't know if it's in your translation, but uh, chapter 9, verse 34. If only there was someone to remove God's rod from me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Nice. Uh, Well, yeah. Basically, he's like, if I could could just speak to God. I don't know. You you hear this argument. um, I I don't know. It makes me think of this. uh, This is a horrible story. Job's like, God didn't even buy me dinner. (laughs) Right. Uh, It it reminds me of the story. that's from my life. But uh, one time we were coming back from a camp trip, me and my dad, just me and my dad and uh, our dog and a trailer full of camp gear. It was a shit show of a trip. Naturally. Um, my dad's not made for the outdoors. But uh, on the way back, my dad got a speeding ticket in Georgia, which got him angry enough that he then started drinking. So then I had to drive. you know. Nice. So now we're driving. He's slightly drunk in the passenger seat. And we're going through Alabama now. 
And there was this light that had two lights, like a green light that had a left lane and a right lane, I thought. Apparently it was two lights for the same lane, and what I thought was a lane was actually a parking lot. But it was such a shitty Alabama garbage road, like the parking lot basically just moved into the street with no curb, nothing. So I, into what I thought was a right turn lane, make a right turn, get pulled over by the cops for, uh, I guess, driving through a parking lot, some weird shit, I don't know. Anyway, the point was the guy's like, Cops being a, a, a cunt, of course. You know, yes. like, do you know what you do? You come into my town, blah, blah, like, Jesus Christ, this guy's an asshole. And my dad's just getting amped up while drunk. And he's like, I got to go talk to him. And I was like, no, I was no, like, no, 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 don't leave the vehicle. He's like, no, no, because once he writes a ticket, it's over. Trust me, I can get us out of this. Oh, no. So he bursts out of that fucking car like a first base coach trying to argue <laughs> with the up. And him and this cop are just face to face. Now, he's white, so... He yeah, wasn't going to get shot over this, but it was just yeah. like, I was just like, what did you think was going to happen? How do you think you're going to argue? He's like, I'm going to get us out of this fucking ticket. I was like, you are frothing at the mouth. You're not, you're <laughs> going to get yourself arrested. Like, you're not going to get us out of a ticket. You're going to get funny. shot. <laughs> yeah. And you just drove home. You're just getting tased and me being like, well, I've seen enough. I'll just. <laughs> Mommy got to go pick that up. <laughs> that cop's going to have to make a choice whether he arrests the man who's tased on the ground or chases me in his car. I. <laughs> But that's what I think of. I, I think that my dad has much chance of getting us out of that ticket as, as, as Yo, Joe yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. That's a good. That came back together. I like it. So that's chapter nine. Let's get chapter ten. Job keeps rambling at uh at Bill Dad. Of course, how does we how does he start chapter ten? I loathe my very life. God damn, dude. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I hate to go back to that story, but I just think of my dad with his open container cup throwing it in the cop's face. Would have been the funniest day of my life if the cop's like, oh, excuse me, sir. This is mostly vodka. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. how it would go for Job, I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> chapter 10. Uh, oh, my God. Well, basically, chapter 10 is like, yeah, my life sucks. Uh, and you know what? I don't give a shit. I don't care who hears it. Uh, my life is garbage. I don't think anyone would fucking argue with me. If God ever come down to me, I was like, hey, man, why are you doing this to me? Why yeah. do you like to fucking hurt me? Why do you like to he kiss says, your son? He wants to ask God if he can see as a, mortal, as a mortal sees, which is a really interesting philosophical question. Can God comprehend the mortal experience? That is a good Having question. not lived it. It's it doesn't me- seem like he can because he treats a man's well, children, yeah. livestock, and property as bartering chips and as a Because I can't imagine wishing that on my worst enemy. Right, <laughs> right, You know? I wonder if God considers Job's children the way I consider my dog's rawhide, where I just, I, sometimes I just take it from him. I'm like, nah, 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 oh, yeah. you've had too much rawhide. I just take the rawhide from him. You know? Like, he's just yeah, like, well, so- you, you enjoyed it, but I'm going to take it from you. It's not like it has any real value to you. It, it begs the question on what level does God, if at all, experience emotion? Mm. which I, I also would wonder how much he understands because you hear this a lot like god treasures every human life and we are we are as precious to him as the sands blah, blah, blah. And it's like it doesn't really seem that way god yeah. seems like interested in us the way like i don't know an out of touch pawnbroker would be you know <laughs> like I, I don't know how to describe it like he's like oh yeah man you do what i want i'm gonna give you so much fucking children down the line you're gonna have eighty thousand grandkids and you're like that sounds great but in a very distant sort of thing like wealth yeah. riches and and you're gonna have butlers to wipe your butler's ass and i'm like okay that sounds i understand awesome. i understand that that would be cool that doesn't mean anything to me like i the love of a child 
is not the same as, oh, yeah, you're going to have 50 Mercedes Benzes. Benzes. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be here for that. Yeah, like... The, That's the, the other idea part. God it's like takes- saying... Oh, Go ahead. If God took my burned my house down today, but then came down and was like, "Listen, your great great grandkids are gonna have a sweet flying car." <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, okay. That sounds great. <laughs> I, that doesn't mean anything to me. That doesn't, you know, the the idea that and that's kind of what we've seen from God is that his offerings are very, oh yeah, you're gonna be king and your kids are gonna be numbered as the sand, blah blah blah. Also, I'm gonna do horrible things to you as a person, almost as if I don't understand the comparison between them. I'm like God. I, I like what you're saying about my great great grandkids. I'm sterile. And God checks his notes and he's like, oh, oh, wrong house. <laughs> uh, well, um, he's just he's like rifling through his bag. I have this um, free. I've got I've got a, I've got a coupon to uh, Whataburger. A Pfizer fanny pack. Yeah, I've got I've got a coupon for Whataburger. Ten hamburgers. The tenth one's free. There's nine stamps on this. You just got to buy one more. That's a hell of a deal. Yeah. All right, it's basically yeah, a thanks. bogo. <laughs> thanks, God. Uh, next, Job goes on to talk about, hey, why the fuck did you make me if you're just going to destroy me? It sounds like if uh, if the Toy Story toys that lived at Sid's house, if they could talk to Sid, these are the questions they would ask him. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem very... Because in the same way that Sid views his toys, he's like, ah, whatever, they're not things to me. I, you cut yeah. their arms off, you light a couple on fire. This yeah, because I mean, up he on the know top shelf. Alive. He's gonna love being up on the top shelf. Look at how far he can see. And then yeah. there's all his friends being melted. You know. Yeah, um, it's it's very it's very pitiful. You know, coming Job trying to reconcile why God would even make him um, if he's gonna do this. If he's gonna why, why build me up if you're just gonna tear it down? And again, this level of suffering is at God's whim. And I wonder. So the original bet was, I bet you. If I punish Job hard enough from Satan, Satan was like, if you take away everything he has, he will renounce you. Yeah. And then they do that. And then Job's like, well, you know, easy come, easy go. Who's to know the will of God? This will be fine. And now the suffering just keeps on going with God bringing no relief, just content to let Job suffer for some unknown period of time, long enough that he now wishes he was dead. And I'm not, is this still part of the bet? Did God just forget about Job the way he forgot about the Jews in Egypt? Or is this like some kind of fucking all part of it? Is it the game? I don't well, know. I mean, this all happened. This all could have happened in a pretty small time span. We're like, the, you know, Satan and God are watching right now as they're having this conversation and in fact are about to get involved. So this I keep, could all be. I keep thinking about the, uh, and I used this analogy last week too, but I keep thinking about the, uh, the, uh, Kick-ass, not kick-ass, uh, Hot Rod. Hot Rod? Oh, yeah. Where they're yeah. just throwing the pickles on the wall, and they're just screaming, like, yeah, go, 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 my pickle's faster, you know? And it's just like, yeah, what yeah. a meaningless way to spend your time. But I just imagine, like, God and Satan just eating, like, popcorn. And just yeah, being, I wonder what I mean, that's what they're doing. Seeing if he, uh, how quickly he slides down the wall, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just pissed off. Uh, it's basically the same stuff for the rest of Chapter 10. Why did you bring me out of the womb? You know, let me go. Just put me in the dark. Put me out. God, I'm not going to curse you, but come on, man. I'm done. I think is the gist of, of, of what he's saying here. And he's definitely like, yeah, God, I know it's you doing it. And I know there's nothing I can do to stop you. But would you stop? You are really just going to fucking town on me. You're kicking the shit up. Yeah. You're hunting me as a lion hunts things. You know, you know, could you just let me live? Could you just let me fucking be? Why are you, why are you doing this to me, bro? Yeah, it's awful. 
I it's wish awful. I had never been born. I get, I feel that. Oh yeah, same, bro. Yeah. Job, the first millennial, is what he was. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. That's uh, that's it. I think that's where we're going to stop today. Chapter 10. We're going to pick up next week, episode 126, on chapter 11 with Zophar and think, see what he has to say. And I think compared to last week's episode, I think this argument was a lot less coherent. Like, okay. like you had what Eliphaz said. Eliphaz? Eliphaz said. And Job was kind of like arguing against him a little bit, mostly just complaining. And then in yeah. this one, well, actually, I take it all back. I actually think of the exact opposite. I felt like in the first episode, Eliphaz was like, oh, yeah, bro, you know, you just got to fucking make it all happen. God punishes the wicked and he fucking gives good to the, and Job's like, no, that isn't really the fucking, that's not my experience with it. I'll tell you that much. Also, I wish I was dead. And then, you know, Bildad is like, well, you know, God, again, God would not do bad things to good people. You must have fucking done something to get Surely. it, just just admit you fucking did it. You did this shit, even if you think you didn't. Even if by your own accounts you were a good, just man, you must have fucked up somehow to get punished like that. And Job's like, I, I fucking find me guilty. Let me uh, plead yeah. my case. Let me, if anyone can come up with any evidence that I deserve this, by all means, front of the fucking line. But I don't think that exists. Also, I wish I was dead. Yeah, yeah. It's um, he definitely just kind of bounces back and forth between those things, like. I know God's powerful. I know I can't do anything about it. I know that he's always right. Also, I hate my life. I hate my life. I hate my life. Don't do not forget that I wish I was dead. Yeah, it's all. And I think one of the interesting things about this story thus far, and obviously, apparently you keep alluding to the fucking that God's going to fucking dab on me, but he's going to (laughs) try to me. If Job is wrong, uh, I'm sorry, if Job is right. If Job yeah. is right, and there really is no point to being good or bad or anything, God's hand is random, then it kind of throws the whole rest of the book into fucking disarray, in my opinion. Like, what is the point of doing anything? The, the, the whole book thus far has been like, it's not even good enough to be a good person. You have to be a good Jew. And yeah. if you are, if you follow the uh, intricate laws set down by Moses— and worship God as you're supposed to, there is a benefit to it. And Job is, this whole story is kind of putting that on its head. Like, no, 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 you can do everything right, and God might still fuck with you as a joke. Yep, just just to fucking have a bet. Have Have a goof. Have a bet, which, by the way, there was nothing on the line. They bet no money. Honestly, the bet in trading places made more sense than the bet Satan and God have over this man's life. And honestly, a lot less depressing. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's going to be Ep One Twenty Five, I suppose. Um, yeah. Still nowhere, still nowhere to follow us on social media yet. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We need to make a subreddit, I guess, huh? Because we can post our episodes there, and we can post funny news stories. I am almost positive that we had a subreddit that you deleted in a fit of rage because you got banned from No, I just had an account. I didn't have a sub. All right. Okay. You're a So we just need to make a new account. When you make a new account. You got mad at me for getting yeah. banned from dank Christian memes when it wasn't my fault. Oh. You I showed were, you the co- Did I show you? You you there were a, you were fighting with the mods the way yeah, he was that being a piece black of shit. kid walking home from Walmart fought with the cops. Oh and my god. Just like no. that kid, you got what had coming to you. 
they took down every single one of my original memes that I produced. Oh, Listen, they took them all down. I sent a message to the mod. I was like, hey, guys, I think you're like auto moderator is messing up and they're like fucking deal with it and i'm like whoa what what like and then the mod's like i'm gonna ban you if you ask again it was the first time i asked and i was like what are you talking about and then he banned me well and i was like i mean mods are uh famously gay.